spoiler alert. We are about to debunk a major conspiracy theory. It's time for The Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Michael Brown is the director of the Coalition of Conscience and president of Fire School of Ministry. Get into The Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. All right, I'll, I'll tell you right out of the gate, we, we'll avoid all suspense. I won't stretch out the entire broadcast wondering what the answer is. I'll tell you right up front, there will not be a transfer of power in America on March 4th. That will not happen. Donald Trump will not be inaugurated, put in power on March 4th. It will not happen. Hey, friends, welcome to the broadcast. This is Michael Brown. Delighted to be with you. 866-34-TRUTH. 866-348-7884. I wrote an article just a week ago saying, hey, we've been so focused on Trump, so talking about Trump day and night, in church, out of church, all different sectors of society. Let, let's put our focus where it belongs. Let's move on from focusing on Trump. And yet another story arises, headline news reporting it, and we need to take a little while to debunk it because as I have discovered and as surveys have confirmed, and many of you know firsthand, there's a a lot of conspiracy theory stuff out there believed by a lot of Christians, a lot of conservatives, a lot of folks believe this stuff, so we're gonna take time to bring it to your attention and to tell you what is not going to happen. Now, this is an easy one. You don't need to be particularly spiritually astute or politically astute to get this right. This is an easy one. However, a lot of folks believe all kinds of crazy things. Hey, after all, wasn't it crazy that Trump ever became president in the first place? Wasn't it crazy that a prophecy that Trump would be president and and would appoint three Supreme Court justices? Wasn't that crazy? And that happened. And he moved the embassy to Jerusalem and all the presidents before him, from Clinton to, to, to Bush to Obama. They didn't move it. And, hey, stranger things have happened. Yeah, I understand why people believe kind of strange things could happen. And I understand the skepticism with the so-called fake news and so much of the the leftist perspective. I understand all that. And I understand as Bible believers, many of us are, are people of great faith and we've seen impossible things happen. And then there's also reality. God is not a God who denies reality. God can change reality. In other words, someone literally dies. He can raise that person from the dead. He does that. But most of the time, the vast majority of the time, 99.99999% of the time, he doesn't do that. And we accept reality. The person has died. It's grievous. It's heartbreaking. It shatters our lives. But we move on. Folks need to move on. On there will not be a transfer of power on March 4th. Now, when you hear the reasoning behind it, you say, that's absolutely crazy. No, no, nobody in their right mind believes anything like this. And yet, people believe it. Now, I want to put out a question for you, all right? Now, if you yourself believe this, then by all means, lead the way in calling and, and telling us why you believe it. And, and I promise you, I'll, I'll, I'll let, I'm not going to give you 20 minutes to give an explanation, but... I promise I'll, I'll let you give your explanation as to why you believe this is going to happen, and then I'll, I'll tell you why I differ. 866-34-TRUTH. 
347-884. But if, if you know folks in your church, in your family, in your circle of relations that, that are holding to this or that are still expecting Trump during the Biden presidency to become the president, that Biden will be displaced and Trump will replace him. If you know people that hold to that, give me a call. 866-348-7884. Some of you are saying, what on earth are you talking about, man? I haven't heard anything about this. Okay, let's look at some headlines. Let's look at some headlines. Start with salon.com. Look at what this says. QAnon followers still think Trump will be inaugurated on March 4th. National Guard will be ready. So, in other words, there's enough internet buzz There are enough people talking about this that National Guard has been told, uh, stay on standby uh, through, oh, second week of March or so. Stay on standby because people are expecting something to happen. Here's a headline from Newsweek. All right. QAnon hotliners are doubling down on theory Donald Trump will be reinstated on March 4th. So this is Newsweek. And these are headlines within the last few days. QAnon hardliners are doubling down on theory Donald Trump will be reinstated on March 4th. You say, okay, where on earth are they getting it from? And why March 4th? Now, look, one thing about conspiracy theories is sometimes the more outlandish the theory, the more extreme the lie, then the more people believe it. The more people go for it, the more far-fetched it is, the more people go for it. So here's a conversation on CNN, and uh, Allison Camerata asked this question of her guest, Julian Field. So first, let's hear the question that she puts out to Julian Field. Joining us now is Julian Field, founder, producer, and co-host of the podcast QAnon Anonymous, which works to dissect, dispel, and debunk these conspiracy theories. Julian, great to have you on um, can you explain convoluted conspiracy theory that has begun to take hold that involves March 4th? What are they expecting to happen on March 4th? Now, now notice she calls it convoluted, and it is. And you think, okay, this guy's just making the thing up. It can't actually be. Friends, it, this is what some people, a significant minority, many of them professing Christians, this is what they actually believe. And let me say this before we play the clip. When I brought Professor Jim Beverly on with me, he was on national Canadian TV over the weekend. He's in Canada, so it's national Canadian news talking about his book, QAnon Deception. If you don't have it yet, get it. It's, it's a real eye-opener. We wanted to get it out so quickly, we published it with our own publishing arm, Equal Time Books, QAnon Deception, James Beverly. But when, when I brought him on the air to talk about the book and to debunk the myths, we got blasted. I'm talking about on our Facebook page, Ask Dr. Brown, SKDR Brown, with almost 600,000 followers. And it's a very active page. A lot of people blasted us, meaning they held to it. As I'm speaking now, I'm, I'm, I'm not looking up at the comments as they're coming in on Facebook, but doubtless there are people blasting me or who will be blasting me for daring to challenge the QAnon narrative. So as crazy as this sounds, there are people right now watching and listening who believe every word of this. Listen to what Julian Field says. 
Good morning, Allison, and thanks for having me. Um, the March 4th theory actually comes from sovereign citizen beliefs. Now, in the past, we haven't seen such a huge overlap, but in this case, QAnon, uh, certain QAnon followers have borrowed whole cloth from a belief that the last legitimate president was the 18th president. So this goes back to 1871. And uh, this is the belief that Trump will be actually inaugurated as our 19th president. Now, of course, this is illogical since he was the 45th, uh, but what they believe is that there is, there has been no country known as the United States ever since it was unstuck from the gold standard, and uh, they don't believe that any amendment past the 16th Amendment is valid. So they essentially believe that Ulysses S. Grant was the last American, uh, valid American president. They believe, um, I mean, I think there's different beliefs, obviously, of what will happen on that day, but I think many are expecting a ceremony, and that ceremony might be uh, accompanied in their mind by what QAnon believers call the storm. That would be, uh, you know, as described a little earlier on the segment, the rounding up and often uh, military tribunals, uh, you know, for leading Democrats and but also some celebrities they believe falsely to be part of this uh, secret pedophile cabal. Um, so essentially, people are, are still in this belief that Trump will come back and will become the president again, uh, obviously falsely. Look, there are videos on YouTube that have gone absolutely viral proclaiming this very thing and Christians saying it's going to happen. In fact, there's a comment, just scroll up, guys, on, on the, the Facebook page that I just spotted here. Uh, yeah, let's just look at the rest of this. Uh, I wish I could have paid more attention, Bible and learning from teachers like Dr. Brown. I was totally submerged into the Q conspiracy theories. I slowed down once I realized that they kept saying things would get better after everyone was arrested. I knew the Bible said the opposite, but I didn't stop altogether like I should have. Then they had that weird saying where we go one blah, 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 that seemed very weird and occultish, so on and so forth. What, what keeps going on with finally waking up to reality? So I'm not trying to be nasty. I'm not trying to be mean-spirited. I, I certainly don't want to be condescending to those who have believed wrong things and have fallen in terror and deception. We've been trying to put out a safety net for you for months and months, knowing that the crash was coming. The concern is when people step deeper and deeper into denial, when people step, people step deeper and deeper into deception and they lose all touch with reality. Let me give you the story yet again. And I started talking about it towards the end of last year, mid-December, because I knew all this was going to unfold with greater deception and delusion. Now here's the principle. You fall into deception when you refuse to believe the truth. You fall into delusion when you refuse to, to accept facts. So it becomes harder and harder for you to process reality because everything becomes part of the conspiracy. In other words, in other words, if you are absolutely sure God told you it would be a sunny day today and, and you, you stake your life on it, you post all these prophecies that God told me it's going to be a sunny day today and it starts raining at 6 a.m. and rains through the whole day, that the more that you go into, oh, well, is this just deceptive? No, this is a lie. No, it's actually not today. This is, I, it's actually yesterday repeating it. You get into all kinds of craziness and you lose touch with reality. And, and then no one can prove anything to you because reality has no meaning anymore. So I talk about this couple in a church service. This is a story I heard in the church where I got saved. So I don't know, over 45, almost 50 years ago, I heard this story that a guy's prophesying, speaks to a woman in the church and says to her, the Lord showed me you're gonna be a missionary, you're going to India. 
And there's a man in the back of the church. He prophesied everything. The Lord showed me you're going to be a missionary going to China. Well, he didn't know they were husband and wife. And they got in the car. They're all excited. And the wife said to her husband, the man of God told me we're going to be missionaries. We're going to India. And he said, no, no, no. The man of God prophesied to me. He said, we're going to be missionaries. We're going to China. She said, no, no, we're going to India. No, China. So they said, what's going on? So they go in and they find the guy still in the building. They tell him what happened. He said, no, no, no. The Lord says you're going to Indochina. So I've been pleading now for several months. Please, none of the Indochina prophecies. Please don't try to change reality. Please accept the facts. I'm making that plea with humility once again. Please accept reality. It is time to move on. Donald Trump as president. It is time to move on. All right. Back with some headlines, some news, some interesting information, and your calls. 866-348-7884. It's the Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Thanks for joining us, friends, on the line of fire, 866-348-7884. I am making no pronouncements about Donald Trump's political future. I am not saying anything about what will happen in 2024. I'm not here saying what Mr. Trump, former President Trump, should or shouldn't do. I'm simply saying that he is not going to be president during these next four years. It is not going to happen. And as much as we are doing our best to move on and to call people to focus on something fresh and new for today and for believers in particular to focus on the Lord and his work, we keep getting pulled over here and here by these conspiracy theories, by the latest outlandish report. And, and we have to deal with it because it's, it's out there. Here, guys, let, let's go over to my article. This is up at AskDrBrown.org. You'll, it'll be on other websites through the day today and tomorrow will be, be posted. Uh, spoiler alert, there will be no change of power on March 4th. All right, that's the title of the article. And, and I, I want to take you into it and, and tell you why, I, why, why I'm bringing this up, why I'm even talking about this. So last Friday, I, I tweeted, I was asked by a reporter today if I knew of any major Christian leaders who are peddling the QAnon conspiracies. Honestly, the only ones I could think of are fringe. However, the talking points of Q seem to have filtered down into many within the body. Do you agree? So that was my tweet. So, so here are some of the responses I got. Yes, I agree. The talking points of Q have filtered down into many within the body, and it's sad. And another, ex-Trump supporter. I tried warning about it on Facebook, including your page. You have loads of those following you. They quote Bible scriptures with their conspiracies, but that is how Satan works, mixed truth with lies. I woke up, I was met with fierce pushback when speaking truth. Here's another. I'm an elder at a small church in the Midwest, and QAnon ideas are embraced by close to one-fourth of the congregation. Another. Yes, I have it in my church, and my church is healthy and somewhat educated. Very strange. Another. Actually, Michael... I found a lot of family and friends getting involved in these kinds of ideas, largely because they don't trust the media at all, left or right, not even Fox News, that leaves the door open for the QAnon types to be their source of news. And then regarding March 4th, 
that there'll be this alleged transfer of power. One woman tweeted this. We found out on Sunday that a member of our church believes that Trump will take over on March 4th through violent means. It was surprising and distressing. He is not a violent man. So, friends, this stuff is out there. I'm going to give you some headlines, surveys. Christian leader on Facebook, tell you what he has to say about the military. First, let's go to your your calls. And again, if you support this, if you believe this, tell us why. Obviously, I'm going to dispute what you have to say, but I'm not going to mock you. I'm, I'm not asking you to call to set you up for mockery, but I will challenge your viewpoint. All right, so let's, uh, let's take some calls, and we'll start with um, Ryan in La Jolla, California. Welcome to the line of fire. Thank you, Dr. Brown, for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, I, I uh, really am broken over what I do perceive to be a spirit of delusion that has taken over much of the body of Christ. And my question is, in the aftermath, when all of these dates pass and it is clear that the reality is that Trump will not take office, how, from a spiritual warfare standpoint, should we pray for the members of the body who have fallen prey to the spirit of delusion? And and what should we do in terms of uh, outreach or what type of posture should we take in order to help those who, in my opinion, uh, are not out, outlandishly attempting to, to defame Christ or defame his, his body, but are simply the victims of a spirit of delusion so that's my that's my question is what what will what do you think is going to be the aftermath of this spirit of delusion and how can we help those of our brothers and sisters who have fallen prey to it? Yeah, thank you for asking. And let let me put people into say three different categories. There are those who already are disoriented, disillusioned. Their faith has taken a real hit. They're even questioning the reality of the other things they believe. In other words, if I could be so wrong on this, maybe I'm wrong on other things. So you have that group. Then you have others that are just going to kind of, well, whatever, and go on with business as if nothing happened. And then you have others who will continue to entrench themselves and and, and step into full-blown delusion, refusing to be accountable, refusing to, to listen to reality. So starting with them, you pray that God would deliver them from deception and you clearly call out the error, right? So I, as a leader, will clearly call out that error. We'll try to reach people that I know privately, but otherwise, if they're people I don't know, which is basically the case, there's no one I'm close to that is still proclaiming this this way. But you, you call it out, and, and you pray for a rude awakening in their lives. Those that just kind of want to put this under the rug and just go on, it's like, no, 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 well, hang on. It's almost like someone driving down the road, they, they lose track of what they're doing for a second, they see a text message, and, and they, they smash a few cars that are parked on the side, then they drive on. No, you, you don't drive on. Even though you didn't maliciously do it, you, you don't just drive on. So for those people, you want to pray that they would have the courage to recognize their error. You, you sit down and say, okay, I'm not here to condemn you. We've all made mistakes in different ways, but we have to talk about this. Because you were so sure and you were guaranteeing it. And you were, now you just want to skip on your way. No, we, we need to have a serious talk. And then for the first group that's really hurting, we, we, need to, we need to go back to things like, 
I've been saying for months leading up to this, let's separate the Bible, the Word of God, the infallible Word of God, the tested Word of God, the absolute authority on everything we need for life and godliness. Let's separate that from failed prophecies, from false prophecies, from wrong expectations. Let's separate the two and recognize that God and his word never fail, but people make mistakes. And that's why prophecy must be tested. And that's why the word also says don't despise prophecy, because there can be things about it that cause you to despise it. So different people coming from different places. In prayer, I would really be praying for awakening, that, that people would reckon with truth and that God would give them grace to accept the truth or to repent if they've misled people or had a wrong attitude in it for a real awakening. And, and look, awakenings are never pleasant because you think, oh my God, look at what I've done or look at how wrong I've been. But God gives much grace with it. And as we humble ourselves, humble yourself in the sight of God, he will lift you up. He gives grace to the humble. So Ryan, thank you for the question. That's how I would approach it, sir. Thank you, sir. All right. 866-34-TRUTH. Let's go to William in Normanton, Delaware. Welcome to the line of fire. Hi, good afternoon. God bless. Um, God bless. This is a rhetorical, yeah, hi. A, a rhetorical question for the church, and also I would like to know what you would say about this. And I voted for Trump, but um, what if what if Trump would have won Again, and after him, Pence twice, and after him, Trump Jr. twice. And for the next thirty years, right, we get we get a a, a, a church friendly government, right? But when are we the church is going to change? Right. So, so you, you hit on something interesting, and of course, that's that's quite a scenario, right, uh, to to think about. But but the, what, what's happened is this: I voted for Trump twice. But my own view is that given the state of the church right now and the degree that we were looking to Trump, those who voted for him, that we were looking to Trump to do so much of what the church is called to do, and and he's going to make things happen. And to the degree that we had become like him in our nastiness and attacking and recklessness, and given the fact that although he had been urged to humble himself and listen to counsel in many ways, he has not that four more years of Trump could have actually been disastrous for the church in America. And this is a scenario that you, you talk about, I mean, now you're, now you're pushing for a situation rather than the emphasis being on, we vote for certain politicians, but we put 99% of our emphasis on awakening in the church. We put 99% of our emphasis on reaching our neighbors with the gospel. We put 99% of our emphasis on being salt and light in our communities. So we vote. That's like this little thing that we do. But the big emphasis is on who God wants us to be and how we are to live. When, when we get it, it's like 50-50, or you're looking to the government to do so much and, and the, the church is kind of voting and getting behind the government, then our priorities are misplaced, sir. And it's very, very dangerous. And what ends up happening is that there is tremendous resentment towards the gospel, not because of the gospel, but because of politics, that people end up rejecting the God that we're preaching and the Jesus that we're preaching because they associate that God with a conservative government trying to push them down 
and force certain things on them. So what has to happen has to be this. The first change is in us, that our emphasis is on our own renewal in God and fulfilling the Great Commission. So being disciples, making disciples, influencing the culture, and also voting. We got so caught up with politics, so caught up with the elections, so focused on that, that we took our focus off who God wanted us to be. And I believe now, under a government that's more hostile to some of our values, that the church is recognizing, okay, we have to wake up. This is on us. This is on us. If we can get that right, then perhaps we can have a leader that will be friendly to things that are important to us, but without being such a brute to others in the process. But it starts with us. Thank you. Great question, sir. I appreciate it. It's the Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get into the Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Thanks, friends, for joining us on the Line of Fire today. So there will be no transference of power on March 4th. Donald Trump will not be inaugurated. He will not take over for Joe Biden or Kamala Harris. That will not happen Despite the fact that the government is concerned with some of the conspiracy theory out there, that people will be coming in, violent insurrectionists or who knows what, and therefore they're having the the National Guard on standby until, what, the second week of March, the last thing I read. But, friends, for those that do believe this, please, can this be the last date? Please? I was hoping January 20th would do it, but for many that, no, no, something's still going to happen People said, well, wait till March. Wait, now March 4th. Can this be the last date, please? You recognize it's not going to happen? Look, Jesus rose from the dead three days after he died. Not, not 30 years after, not 300 years after, not even three months after. He said he would be dead for three days and rise. He did. That happened. And, and if he didn't rise and it was 30 days later and, and, and now three months later and now three years later, okay, then he wasn't who he said he was. And, and we, we wouldn't be here today believing what we believe. But he did rise. That's reality. He did rise. And he is alive today. And that, that separates our faith from a whole lot of other faiths. That's reality, friends. But although this is going to happen, that's going to happen. This leader, it, it didn't happen with them. They're dead. They're buried. It's over as far as this presidency is concerned, it's over as far as Donald Trump coming in. Whether you think the election was stolen or not, it's really not the issue at all. I'm just talking about present tense reality. 866-34-TRUTH. I'm going to the phones momentarily, but, but look at some of these headlines, all right? Look at some of these headlines. Uh, religionnews.com. Survey. More than a quarter of white evangelicals believe core QAnon conspiracy theory. More than a quarter of white evangelicals believe it. Uh, Here's a survey or an article on Christianity Today. ChristianityToday.com. QAnon conspiracies sway faith groups 
including one in four white evangelicals. So responding to the same report, but getting into further depth about it, not debunking it, not dismissing it, talking about the phenomenon. And my experience on social media confirms this. In fact, it was somewhat shocking. You know, it's like you, you get up and tell everyone, can you believe people believe this? And it's like, I believe it, I believe it, I believe it. But not just that, how dare you not believe it? The moment I began to question these, well, not question these things, I never believed any of the QAnon stuff, but when I had a guest on who wrote a book on it, James Beverly, his book, QAnon Deception, it's an eye-opener, it's well-researched, it's factual. In fact, James gave out his address, his, his email address on the air, on our show, and said, if you find something factually wrong, write to me. I don't think anyone's written to him yet. The book is accurate. James is a research scholar. In any case, in any case, the moment we began to talk about it, I got blasted on our Facebook page from professing Christians. This proves you're part of the deep state. You're a baby killer. You're, it's like, what in the world? So if I, if I ever questioned how pervasive this was and how cult-like it was, I stopped questioning it that moment in terms of the pervasive, even cult-like nature of this. Here, NPR has a story, National Public Radio. No, I'm not looking to NPR for the gospel, but they're reporting on things going on in communities around America how QAnon conspiracy is spreading in Christian communities across the U.S. All right, you say, I don't believe any of that. Well, let's, let's talk to some of our listeners. We'll start with Mary in Tucson, Arizona. Thanks for calling the line of fire. Hi, how are you? Doing well. Yeah, so, so tell me about your husband. Okay, um, my husband completely believes QAnon is totally real everything about it he um he is so into like the trump i don't even know what you would call it the the trump deception that it's not going to be i hate to tell you this it's not going to be over march 4th because after that it's going to be oh no he's going to run next election oh his daughter is going to run oh you know this this is not over so it's kind of like it's kind of like the Indochina thing. You just change it then instead exactly. of saying. Uh, all right. So and for those that missed the Indochina thing, someone prophesied over a wife that she was going to be a missionary to India over a husband. who's going to be a missionary to China. Didn't realize it was the same couple. And when they confronted him, he said, no, no, you're going to Indochina. So the, 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 the goalposts keep moving. The, uh, all right. Yes. So, so, so Mary, uh, I appreciate you calling. And, and it's obviously challenging because your husband that, that you love and respect uh, does he profess to be a Christian? He he is a Christian, but you know what bothers me, if you don't mind me saying one more thing, um, he isolates himself. He Anytime um, we're trying to speak with him about anything, he, he wants to just go in front of his computer and watch the videos, and he doesn't spend time with us anymore, you know, and hmm. it's all about Trump. It's nothing about God anymore. All right. So, so no. Mary, uh, uh, obviously we're not just talking about a theory here. We're talking about your, your marriage, your, your husband. Uh, can I just ask you a couple of questions? If you say, I don't want to okay. get that specific, just tell me, but sure. can I ask just your general age range, you and your husband, where, what decade, you know, thirties, forties, fifties, twenties, where you, where you put yourselves? I'm 46, okay, and he's okay. 70. Ah, okay, got it. And how how long has he had this tendency to kind of separate himself 
and get away from just biblical fellowship and that kind of thing and, and get into this, you know, just watching the videos and the Trump stuff. How, how long has that been going on? Only since, like, the whole QAnon thing started and this whole Trump business started. Before that, it was never like that. We spent time together with our kids and every day, and we went to church. And, of course, now um, we don't go to church. We watch it online. Yeah. So. Wow. All right. I, I'm sorry to hear this. And folks that are listening and viewing, pray for Mary's husband that God would really touch him and open his heart and mind. If, if you had to try to trace this, how it started, where it started, what would you say? Oh, the Internet. The Internet videos. You know, it's like um, it's a form of self-hypnosis brainwashing. Hmm. And... When you say he believes the whole thing, so that there's basically a, a pedophile ring led by Bill and Hillary Clinton or whoever, and, and that Trump was the one appointed to pull this thing down and that he's the still legitimate president's going to come back. I mean, no, does he talk to you about these things? Yes, all the time. All the time. He gets angry that I don't think that. Um, I, I didn't vote this last election because I didn't think I... I couldn't vote, obviously, for Biden, and I didn't feel like I could vote for Trump. I just didn't feel right about that. I prayed about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, he he got very angry. It, it, it's just horrible. Yeah, I I am I am really sorry to hear this, Mary. And and this is anything but but something. We can just be light about it, like, oh, how crazy, because people, somehow people have gotten pulled in. And look, that's the power of deception, the power of delusion, that as irrational as it sounds, people get pulled in. Is there any chance he would read a book on QAnon if it was sent to him? Maybe, but I kind of doubt it. But, you know, God can work miracles all the time. I never, I never dispute that. All right, so listen, Mary, stay right there on the line. Shelly's going to get your address, and we're going to send you a copy of James Beverly's book, The QAnon Deception. If you want to give, uh, you. You give Shelly uh, your husband's name, of course, don't say it now, but if you want to say that, I'll, I'll sign it to both of you just, so, just to try to get him to, to look at it, you know, to, with the hope that maybe he'll flip through the pages and, and then again, friends, let's really pray. Uh, it's not just Mary's husband. There are a lot of folks in this situation. That's why we're talking about this. So stay right there. It'll just be a minute. Uh, Shelly will get to you, and we'll send you a copy of the QAnon Deception. Either we'll sign it just to you, or if you feel free to give your husband's name. This is all private, obviously. Then I'll sign it to both of you, and you can say, hey, here it is, with the hope that, that he will take it and read it. So stay there. It'll be a moment before... Uh, before Mary gets to you, 866, uh, before Mary gets to you, before Shelly gets to you, 866-34-TRUTH. Let us go to Tony in Greenville, South Carolina. Thanks for calling the line of fire. Yes, sir. How are you? Doing well, thanks. Yes, I just wanted to comment um, on two things. One, the prophecy. I really, truly believe, I told our church just the other day, that we really got to have the spirit of discernment in the church again today where we know right from wrong when it says. And as far as the politics, 
yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I just, uh, just need to jump in. It was, it was a bad connection there, Tony. But I, I wanted you to get out what you had to say. Listen, politics has an important role. We, we don't just get uninvolved. We don't just leave it behind and, and walk away, because then people will be appointed from school board right up to president with policies that are really bad and really harmful and that cost lives and restrict our liberties. And we're facing some of those things right now under the Biden administration in directions that, that they want to go that could be very dangerous to religious liberties and costly to, to human lives, beginning with babies. But we vote. But that is not and cannot be our focus. That's where my appeal is, friends. Let us recalibrate. Let us have our own great reset. The world's talking about a reset. Let's, let's have a holy God reset in our own lives. And those who become obsessed with the latest news and the left and the right and following this and following, let's step back. Let's worship God. Let's be in the word. Let's pray about how I can love my neighbor and bless this one and help. Look, America's hurting still. The COVID's still here and the, the lockdowns and the economic uncertainties and the upheaval. Let's be the salt and light. Let's shine in the midst of the darkness. We'll be right back. It's The Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Get into The Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Ah, Jabez, Dr. Brown, stop this Trump bashing. You needing attention or what? Buddy, buddy. I'm going to speak the truth in love. Uh, what's going on with Pastor in America speaking? Trump saying we safe under Biden. These men have fear, it sounds like. Jabez, with all respect, looks like you don't have the slightest clue as to what we're talking about. Not the slightest clue. You're listening to someone who voted for Donald Trump twice and then who said there are concerns and there are issues and reservations. Because of that, we need to be careful not to look to a man in an idolatrous way or make him into a political messiah. Or without him, America collapses. And I've been fighting the agenda of the left, perhaps before you're aware of it. So you see, I mentioned the Jabez comment. It's on my screen in front of me, so it came to my attention. But I mentioned it because people react emotionally. They're not listening to what's often being said. And many people just react emotionally. And the, the moment you say, well, I differ with someone here, they, 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 they stop hearing. So it's a dangerous thing. It's a very dangerous thing. You know, I, I posted an article this morning on stream.org that COVID vaccine is not the mark of the beast. It's not the mark of the beast. And I said, now you may have real concerns about it, government overreach, government mandating it. You may have concerns about whether it's safe or not. It's, oh, I understand all that. But it's not the mark of the beast from the book of Revelation. There have hundreds and hundreds of comments on our Facebook page about it. People say, how can you tell me it's safe? Why are you telling me I should take it? It's like, why not read the article before commenting on the article? You know, it's like you're, you're a chef. Uh, ex excuse me, you're, you're uh, 
someone who, who reviews, you know, a restaurant reviewer or something, and you post a review, that restaurant was terrible, the food was terrible, the decor was terrible, the prices were terrible. When did you go there? I never went there. I wouldn't go to a place like that. <laughs> you never went there. You never tasted the food. You never went in the building. Brown, you're just wrong and ignorant about what? Well, I'm not going to even bother. <laughs> so that's, we try to, hey, all we could do is try to help people, right? But I'll give you an example about what's going on, some of the craziness that's out there, all right? And, and then grab another call or two. So there's a gentleman, Johnny Enlow, who uh, identifies himself as apostolic and prophetic. And he's, he's got a decent internet following. I don't know him personally, but he's got a decent internet following. So, so listen, look at this post. And this is a few days back. In no particular order, the government agencies that recently have failed the U.S. Constitution and its citizenry are the DOJ, the FBI, Congress, the Senate, governors, state Supreme Courts, state legislators, county election officials, and more. We are now down to the Supreme Court, the military, and we the people. The Supreme Court has already been a great failure by refusing to even listen until this belated date. Should they fail today and in a week to legitimately look with justice at the evidence of criminality, they will not only put themselves in immense legal treason risk, but they will leave the military as the last viable option for retaining our nation upon founding principles. Some have had dreams and visions of God working with and through the Supreme Court at this time. May it happen if they don't. Military, it will be up to you, just like we see happening in the nation of Burma. And we know that example is not happenstance. You are the last protector of we the people, and it will be time to be strong in that defense. This is not about politics. It is about right versus wrong and good versus evil. Foreign nations through Manchurian elements may not have this nation as it is as is being attempted right now. The ultimate guarantor of America and thus its final safety net is actually God. He will ultimately arise with the institutions and the individuals that carry justice, life, or liberty. God and his justice are next. Freedom will reign. Life will be exalted. You, the faithful, keep believing. We will all win with God's coming big win. He is not called ruler of the nations for naught. When that was posted a few days back, 5.3 thousand likes, over 1,000 comments, over 1,000 shares. And this has been someone prophesying, the, yeah, Trump's going to get it and still prophesying it. So now he's basically saying there's going to have to be a military takeover of America. Friends, this is dangerous stuff. And it has infiltrated the church at a dangerous level. And yes, I will sound the alarm. If I lose followers over it, fine. If we lose financial support over it, fine. If we get attacked for it, fine. What use am I if I don't speak the truth? What use am I if I'm not a watchman on the wall? What use am I if I don't try to bring us back to reality? I'm not here for popularity or votes or, or to get rich. I'm here to honor God and serve you. And as Paul wrote to the Galatians, have I become your enemy by telling you the truth? It's wake up time. Will you believe me when March 4th comes and goes and nothing happens? At what point will you? Well, then we just shift it to 2024. Well, hang on. We were told Trump would have two consecutive terms and that Joe Biden would not serve a single day. And we were given dates, what's going to happen in December, what's going to happen in January. None of those things happened. Let this be a holy slap. The psalmist said, let the righteous rebuke me. Let there be a holy slap in my face. Paraphrasing the Hebrew, it's like oil on my head. It's a good thing. Let reality hit today, Fred. Let, let, I'm praying even as I speak that I'm not just speaking human words, but backed by God's spirit to help wake you up to reality. 
let us move on together and get about the business of being disciples and making disciples and living productive lives in this world. All right, over to, let's go to Don in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Thanks for holding. Welcome to the line of fire. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, my uh, my question is um, recently uh, Donald Trump was on uh, TV. Uh, I guess he was sort of eulogizing Rush Limbaugh, and uh, he still claims that the election was stolen from him, which is a, a lie, which is a big lie. And uh, my question to you is: Do you believe that the election was uh, stolen from Donald Trump? Uh, because Trump, as you remember, Trump had the opportunity to denounce QAnon, and he didn't. He's, he's a vile individual, but somehow you, you ardently support him. He's very vile, um, very wicked. Don, did, did you, can I just he's ask if you voted for Joe Biden? Yes, yes, I did. I did vote for Joe Biden. So you don't, you don't consider his, his baby-killing policies vile? And his attack sir, on religious freedoms sir, you, vile? Sir, you are. I'm, I'm, just, sir, you are. I'm just asking, Don... No, Don, I'm just asking you a I question. I, I, oh, okay, all right. So, so, so hang on, just, just because we're having a problem with, with the connection. Okay, you had your reasons for voting. I have my re- reasons for voting. There's a lot about Donald Trump's personality in ways that I despise, that I think are dangerous and destructive. That's number one. Number two, I preferred him to Joe Biden because of pro-life policies, because of religious freedom policies, because of standing with Israel policies, because of standing against the evils of China policies. Those are human rights issues. That's people's blood. That's people's life. Those are babies in the womb. I care about those things. I I care about those things deeply as a God-fearing man. So given that choice, I voted for Trump. But I have grave concerns about damage Trump did, and I have grave concerns about damage that, that Joe Biden's already doing. And I pray for both of them to really encounter God in a significant way. That's, that's, that's number one. So please, sir... Sounds a little hypocritical when you attack me for voting for Trump, even though I always raise reservations and concerns. It sounds a little hypocritical. And if not for the fact we were getting feedback, I'd, I'd be having this conversation back and forth, but it's impossible for people to hear. Okay, but that's, that's number one. Number two, it seems that there were some irregularities in the election. Whether it was stolen or not, I don't know, but Joe Biden is the president. That's the fact. He is the president. It went through the courts. That's our system. I respect our system. Joe Biden is my president. So that's the reality. Am I pushing that the election was stolen? This is not really my concern because I believe we prayed and God ordained that Joe Biden would be our president. So there are, there are irregularities. I'd like, to, I'd like to see those answered because there's not a lot of voter confidence in some circles right now. But I have never been one that pushed the idea that the election was stolen. My PhD is in Near Eastern languages and literatures. I do research by looking at original texts in their language in context, and these things can often take years to decipher and understand. So I'm not going to sit from a distance and make judgments about the elections. But what I've said consistently, sir, what I've said consistently is I trust that as we have prayed for God's outcome, I trust our court system. I trust the outcome of our courts, and the courts did not see evidence to overturn the election. Therefore, I accept that. So I accept the outcome of the election with Joe Biden as our president. All right? I'd encourage you, if you have time, sir, 
And and again, I would I'd love to have the conversation back and forth, but we're having a problem either on our end or, or your end. But just want to say this. If you have time, read my book, Evangelicals at the Crossroads. Will we pass the Trump test? I, I think you'll find that we have a lot more in common if you're a follower of Jesus as well. Evangelicals at the Crossroads. Uh, hey, thank you. Thank you for the call. And... Zach in Denver, can you weigh in with your thoughts in a few seconds? Can you do it? Absolutely. Go ahead. Um, so, yeah, my, my thoughts as far as the prophecies can, concerning Trump or really concerning anything has what I've seen is looking at the root. You know, a lot of people, um, you know, believing one way or the other, Trump will save America and God's will will be done. So it has to be true because, you know, we don't want this evil or that evil. Um, and when you take that to the root, it's based in fear. Yep. It's based in fear and it's based in, you know, God is sovereign, so he has to fix this, rather than God is sovereign. Right. So I thank you for getting in. We're out of time, but I wanted you to hear that. Ask yourself... If a lot of your reaction, a lot of what you believe is based on fear and a reaction from fear rather than reaction from faith. Well done, Zach. You got it in right under the gun. Back with you tomorrow. And I ask you again, have I become your enemy by telling you the truth?